So welcome back to our live Chusel Chats. Um, these are just a quick 20 minute conversation to provide you some quick updates on tactics and strategies that you can use in your digital advertising campaigns. Um, as a marketer myself, as well as you know the rest of the Chusel team, um, I'll be chatting you know, with a different guest each week um, to just help you better understand how you can improve your work and understand the digital advertising strategy. So digging into today's topic about optimizations, um, I think there is this long-term myth of um, that you can kind of create a campaign and just forget about it and then come back to it at the end of the month and hope everything worked. Um, but the reality is, you know, once you set up and launch your digital campaign, um, there should be actually a fair amount of optimizations um, to really set your campaign up for success. And you know, the questions come with, you know, where do you start? You know, how do I know what changes to make? And, you know, what will those changes actually have an impact? So today I'm chatting with Rob Brockman from our um, account management team at Chusel. And, you know, on a daily basis, he's definitely providing you know, direction to our customers on how they can make optimizations to improve their campaigns further. So welcome, Rob. Thanks for having me, Megan. Happy to be here. Well, cool. So before digging today's chat, do you just want to tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at Chuzo? Uh Yeah, so I uh, live here in, in, in Denver with my wife and German Shepherd and love to go trail run, ski, fish, golf, all the fun Colorado activities. But um, outside of uh, outside of the fun stuff, uh, I've been working at Chuzo for uh, four years now, which is absolutely a fun time, very enjoyable, absolutely love it here at Chusel. Um, and currently I'm leading our growth team of account managers and coordinators. And so basically we partner end to end with digital advertisers of all shapes, sizes and, and verticals to achieve success within their Chusel campaigns. So we do this through ongoing advisement, education and of course, optimization. Awesome. So today we're talking about kind of all things optimizations. Um, from your point of view, what do you think are some of the common misconceptions um, you hear about campaign optimizations? Yeah, I think you hit it on, uh, the nail on the head in your introduction. One of the most common misconceptions is that, um, you know, this set it and forget it mindset where I set the campaign up with my account manager or I did it on my own. Um, once it launches, all I have to do is show up in 30 days, grab some reports and some KPIs, um, and you know everything's kind of left to the algorithms to uh, to work through. Um, this can be a big big mistake. Um, set it and forget it is definitely not something that we encourage, and we'll kind of get get into why. Um, but you know, kind of also like you mentioned, making regular optimizations can help you refine a lot of your campaign's targeting parameters. Um, and can improve improve performance and you know should should also be done with care um, a lot of advertisers get very eager to make optimizations once they find out uh you know how to make them um but you want to allow enough time for your campaigns to ramp up and uh, develop uh, something you'll hear me repeat over and over again here is statistically significant data um, in order to make data-driven optimizations we can optimize all day long but if we're not doing it against uh, statistically significant data. It's kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, and, and this is a challenge for, for 
performance advertisers and marketers who need to show results now and are you know used to being able to get things at, at the drop of a hat. That's a great tip, and you know I think set it and forget it is one side of the kind of puzzle um, that people come with. Um, but then also the other side is like making too many changes um, too quickly can also have, you know, just as bad of effect on your campaigns in the end. Absolutely. So I guess digging into like one aspect of, you know, campaign optimizations is around win rate. And I think win rate is definitely a key indicator to kind of make changes and you can kind of start the optimization rabbit holes, so to speak. Um, so what suggestions do you have regarding um, win rate? Yeah, so um, what win rate measures in the first place is how many impressions you're winning out of those that you're bidding on. So it gives you a really, really good look into how competitive uh, you are in, in the programmatic space. Um, so at Choosel, we, you know, typically suggest aiming for a win rate of at least 10%. This, you know, means you're winning at least one bid out of every hundred that you place, or excuse me, out of every 10 that you place. Um, so if you find yourself with a win rate that's below 10%, there's a few things you can do. Um, first, you can look to increase the frequency at which impressions are served to individual users. And we have a default uh, set in Choosel, but you know, it's a default. That doesn't mean that's, you know, the perfect, uh, the perfect number for you as a, as a marketer. Um, there's a lot of research that went into, into our defaults, but, um, you know, the needs and the use cases are going to vary from advertiser to advertiser. Um, and, you know, some media plans don't allow for you to bombard users with more, more impressions. Some of them want to kind of scale that back a little bit. So if your media plan does not allow for you, um, to do that, you can try expanding some of your targeting parameters, which would, you know, include um, adding additional third-party data segments to your audiences to build out the potential number of users that you could hit. Um, additionally, you can include more contextual categories, keywords, sites, um, really just expand the amount of inventory that you can bid on. Um, and lastly, if, you know, none of that's in the cards, um, you can look to increase the base CPM to be more competitive uh, against your peers when you're competing for impressions. That's great kind of insight. And I think win rate is one <laughs> indicator that's like not like you kind of have to take it, you know, with some judgment um, as you're digging into it because um, like retargeting, having a 10% win rate for retargeting um, <laughs> can be hard, right? Like you, those are your super high value, you know, um, website visitors and they're most likely to convert and you just need to get your message in front of them as much as you can. So having a 10% win rate with that super key audience um, is, you know, less than ideal. So like increasing, you know, using Rob's tips to like increase your frequency and um, CPMs and um, you know, if you have additional targeting on top of that retargeting audience, you know, looking to remove those so you can really maximize that key audience and making sure you really get in front of that um, audience as much as you can and boosting up that win rate. Yeah, it's all, I mean, you should put an asterisk next to it and say it's all very relative, <laughs> um, but, you know, as a, you know, as a best practice, we look at 10% as kind of being that, that threshold, but those were all great tips around retargeting specifically. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so if we think kind of beyond win rate, so I think like win rate is, you know, the first kind of thing to check on the list. Be like, oh, we're good there. So if we move down the list um, beyond win rate, what are other ways that, you know, marketers can determine if their campaigns and ad groups are going in the right direction? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the, the first questions that I'm going to ask, and, you know, a lot of times it's pretty, pretty apparent to me, um, is your campaign pacing correctly? And is it pacing the way that you need it to pace? Um, you know, pacing is, is basically a measurement of, of how well your campaign's doing at, at spending the budget that it's allocated for a given set of flight dates. So it gives you as a marketer an idea of, you know, am I going to, am I going to be able to serve this full order? Um, that's a that's a big deal. Um, I, I have plenty of clients who are if we can't get to 100% serving here, I'm going to lose this client. And that's, you know, not something that we want to, uh, to lose somebody over is just not being able to, to spend the budget, essentially. There's a few things that you can do um, if you are underpacing. Um, and luckily, our campaign dashboard does a really nice job of highlighting uh, pacing in terms of like percent to goal or percent to the end and, you know, in terms of color coloring. Um, so it makes it readily apparent if you're not uh, you're not pacing where you should be. Um, but kind of as I had mentioned before, the base bid, um, this is going to be one of the biggest reasons that um, you might be underpacing or you have a low win rate. Uh, in Choosel, we have a concept of a base and a max bid. That base CPM bid is really going to be the ultimate driver of performance. A lot of times I'll see people just increase the max bid to try to open up a little bit of a more of a range. Um, and it, it's not like in the movies where the bids go back and forth, back and forth until you get somebody who, who has the highest bid. Um, you're coming in with your best bid. And what that max bid allows for is, you know, any of the algorithm optimizations that happen, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes. So again, your biggest way to make an impact in terms of the bid strategy for underpacing can be just make an adjustment to the base bid and increase that and see how it goes. Um, all this, you know, checking into the win rate, understand, hey, where am I falling? Am I below 10%? Um, you know, what do I need to get to, you know, above 10%? If I'm pacing pretty healthy, healthy you know, in a 20 to 30% range, um, then I'm going to have to start looking at some other things to, to make pacing, uh, you know, kind of get back on track. Um, and then one of the things that we had talked about earlier as well, if you're under pacing, simply you can increase the frequency from our default and try to serve to more users. Um, this will mitigate having to increase the base bid. So if you're on a strict CPM, um, you know, kind of basis, then increasing the frequency might be the way to go. Yeah, that frequency is, you know, can be a key driver, especially if you look at like different channels. So like if you're on connected TV or you're doing, you know, like email newsletters, like you want to make sure you're in front of that audience every single chance you get and you know, having a default of four impressions every eight hours um, can sometimes be a huge limiting factor of making sure you're in front of that audience every single chance you get. So, um, you know, adjusting that, that frequency to either you know, one impression every, you know, four hours, or you know, even in some cases we suggest, you know, unlimited frequency for like email newsletters, because basically if the email is opening and you have a chance to show your ad in that environment, um, you want to make sure you're bidding really aggressively to show in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with, you know, CTV, maybe not unlimited, but if, you know, you're going to be on the big screen, there's a good chance uh, you should be there. Um, so, 
you know, as a best practice, lean on your account management support resources, the knowledge base, all the things that we'll touch on um, to understand, you know, based on what tactic or what medium you're running, you know, what's our best practice for the number of uh, impressions served? Because for a CTV campaign, I'm going to at least want to show one impression every, you know, every hour to somebody if I can, um, versus the three or four um, every eight. As yeah. Well. Suggest. I mean, super great suggestion on the base bid. I think it's and because we have that, you know, base and, you know, max bid, there's this kind of misconception of like, well, max is just kind of like what your bid is going up against, like how high it could get. But we have to remember, like, you know, programmatic and digital advertising still happens in an auction environment. And your base bid is essentially what you're coming into the auction at. So if you're trying to be super conservative on that base bid, um, you're more than likely not even entering the auction because your price is so low. Um, so increasing that just gives you the chance of, you know, actually winning those auctions. Well, first getting into the auction, but then also winning the auctions and you know, really then helping increase, you know, how many impressions you're getting as well as then helping your win rate and kind of pacing all of those things together. Yeah, something to keep in mind too is whether you're bidding, you know, in the open marketplace or if you're bidding on private marketplace deals. And that's a another another topic for another day. But again, something to lean on your your resources to you know understand what the best practices are there. Totally. Great caveat there. That's another little asterisk next yeah. to campaign optimizations that we can add. Well, cool. I guess going into I guess my next question, what do you think is kind of the biggest mistake marketers when they first set up their campaigns? Yeah, typically, you know, the one I see most common commonly is that there's just too many targeting tactics or too niche of an audience to start with. The idea is like, this is the audience, this is the one and only, and we're throwing all our eggs into this basket. And depending upon, you know, how, you know, tight of a geolocation targeting parameter you have set up this you know you could be talking about literally a handful of people which in the digital space is is nothing um so having too many targeting tactics or too niche of an audience to start with um is is something that trips people up a lot and having all those constraints on a campaign right from the launch can really set you back um, because now not only, you know, are you having to make optimizations to get your campaign into a, a day one kind of situation again, um, you've got a hole to dig out of. So that's going to be, you know, continuously making optimizations that you probably didn't necessarily need to make right from the get go, um, just to get yourself, you know, back to square one, essentially. Um, and then just additionally, you know, programmatic advertising is a super complex space. Um, I'm learning new things every single day. Um, so a lot of times the mistakes that I see marketers and advertisers make is just simply like, you know, the mistakes they're making are just due to a lack of education around, you know, the how one labor works. And, you know, if I pull this, what happens over here and understanding, you know, just kind of the ABCs and, you know, this is what we need for a campaign to run well. Um, and that's why, you know, our, our account management teams really lean on uh, campaign activation calls for our new clients who come on board. We can help, you know, kind of, you know, get over the, the educational barrier and, uh, you know, show you how we would set a campaign up from, from the get-go. 
And then kind of as an add-on to that, we'll also follow up with those clients, you know, for an optimization call where we kind of take that level of education and knowledge to the next level by saying, okay, here's, you know, two weeks of performance. We've got a statistically significant data set. And this is how I would break, this is how I would dive into the report. And this is the data I would use to then make some of these decisions. And hopefully through a series of, you know, optimization calls and advisement and ongoing education that, you know, essentially becomes this, you know, teach a man to fish uh, mentality where, you know, we're teaching our clients how to optimize these, you know, super complex campaigns on their own. Um, and it, it's pretty cool to see when, uh, when the light bulb goes off and somebody's like, I got it. No, that's great. I think, you know, it's just ongoing. I think of anything marketers, should always learn is that we're always learning. There's always something new and there's always like a different way of doing things. And, you know, both our team um, at Chisel as well as, you know, anyone, you know, else with a bunch of resources that can kind of help you in kind of setting your campaign up for success and you know, making sure you're kind of setting, going on the right path. So I guess to wrap up my final, do you have any final thoughts on optimizations? Yes, <laughs> statistical significance is king. Uh, you wanna have as much, much data as you can going into the decisions you're making to optimize. Um, don't make more so than- it, Not a thousand, not a thousand impressions. Not like a thousand not impressions, a yes, <laughs> not a thousand impressions. That's gonna be, that's gonna lead to a lot of, uh, again, throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, optimizing can be fun. Pulling all the levers is fun. Um, but you know, again, making more than a couple of these at a time is also going to get you into a place where you don't understand what's working and what's not. And if I'm going to make, you know, uh, if I sit down and make some optimizations to a campaign today, I might make two, three at max, if they're kind of on different ends of the spectrum, but you want to understand and be able to put a timestamp on it. Like, Today, I changed my bid strategy and the frequency and then see how those results play out so you can understand if that worked. If you know you get a few days down the road and that's not quite doing the trick, then you understand, okay, maybe we need to you know, beef up the audience a little bit or kind of you know, expand our, our targeting constraints a little bit. So um, don't make more than a couple optimizations at a time. And then of course, a shameless plug, lean on your resources. We've got some great account management teams, um, you know, a fantastic help center knowledge base and uh, the Choosel Academy, which teaches you how to do uh, basic optimizations and then how to take your, your knowledge to the next level and do some more advanced optimizations. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rob, for today's chat.